Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're coming to you from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So going back to the people that are very discouraged in Toronto and Ottawa about the uh, GM apparently not getting any respect, I I think one of the issues is, and I've had more... Uh, fluid thoughts on it since uh, both of those calls. First of all, I, I you know, again, I don't agree that he doesn't get any respect. I think everyone in the NBA respects the hell out of him. And I think, uh, I think the bottom line is you don't respect him. How's that sound? Because you're worried about his respect level. He's got a ring now. He's got a championship pedigree, and he he built that team and did it. So he's laughing all the way to the bank, and he has done it. He's accomplished everything. He's reached the great heights. He's won a championship. I think one of the problems is with the uh, fans is that it's simple. I think that you want all this respect or something that you're not apparently getting enough of. Uh, I don't know if your mom doesn't love you or something, but I think it's because it's the you know preseason or it's you know it's not even the season yet. Just so you know, no one cares at all about the NBA, in my opinion, in, um, you know, preseason. Like, I watch the games because I'm an idiot, and I love basketball, and I play basketball seven days a week. Every day of my life, I shoot millions of jumpers a week. I mean, every day, I do it for an hour at a time. I just shoot thousands of jumpers from everywhere, downtown, NBA, you name it. And I love the game, so I'll watch stupid, meaningless, worthless preseason games. But I think that what you're uh, doing is you're just uh, desperate for attention or something uh, because they ha- they're not playing. They do- it doesn't count. It doesn't matter until next week. But let's get real here for a second. You're the champs, so you did it. You won it all. What do you want? You already had a parade. You got your rings. You're going to get them or whatever, opening night or whatever the hell they're doing, raising a banner. You got everything. I don't. What more do you want? You want a bunch of people to suck up to you or something? I don't get it. That's not the way the world works. You suck up to them. You're the fans. You suck up to them in Toronto, in Canada. That's who loves them. Fair enough. And they're a, they've been a great organization. They've played their asses off. They've always failed in the playoffs, and then they finally broke through and won a championship. They deserve all the uh, respect and accolades they deserve. But this talk about no one respects you, Jerry, is just a- absolutely laughable to me. Like, where are you coming up with this stuff? Where where did this come from? Like, did, is your girlfriend not talking to you or something? Your dog bit you? I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. It has to be because it doesn't matter right now. There's nothing to talk about at all, really, about the NBA in the preseason. We just spent a week talking about China, for Christ's sakes. Did we not? I I already said this last night. Who gives a rat's ass about China? I mean, honestly. I have never once in my life ever thought about China, just so you know. 
I don't, congratulations. If you love China, I'm all for you. I hope they're just the greatest country on earth. Have at it. I don't care about the NBA's problems in China. Uh, not one lick, okay? So if that's the most excitement you can get out of me in preseason NBA hype and NBA talk and all the summer off-season BS, that's what it is. It's, it's summer off-season BS that's carried into your fall. The leaves are dropping. It's pouring rain. The cold weather's coming. It's all happening. The season starts next week. And then what are you going to complain about? There's nothing wrong with your team other than you lost Kawhi. You still have a really good team. I think they still have a really good team. And, um, you know, everyone else is already crowning other uh, teams, right? I think I sent you something today, right? Isn't it uh, the Clippers and Bucks are favored to go to the NBA Finals? So we'll see how that plays out, right? That didn't happen last year either, did it? So Toronto won it all. They got everything. I mean, did they not literally get on their knees for the Raptors for like two months straight after they won it? I mean, honestly, it was like a two-month love festival for the Raptors. Nonstop. Nonstop. And now you guys are like, we don't get any respect. I mean, you sound pathetic Which is to all me. they said before they won. You, you they just never so, got any respect. I, honestly, they didn't deserve it. You know what? I, I'm losing respect for all of you because you're so pathetic. I mean, you sound like a kid that lost his ball or something. Like, shut up. You, got, you won the NBA championship for Christ's sakes. Why don't you act like a badass and like, we're number one, and you can kiss my ass. How's that sound? But you guys are like, no one respects us. We don't. It's because your Leafs suck and never get it done. And your basketball team never got it done until now. Thank God for Joe Carter. But you guys, uh, there's something wrong with you. They're, you're deranged. I don't get it. What's the problem? You won the championship and you're still crying. I mean, honestly, listen to yourself. Did I not have two people calling here tonight crying about the Raptors don't get any respect? Shut the Pharrell up. Why isn't our GM talked about as one of the best GMs? Who cares? You won the NBA championship. Here's another thing. Who in their right mind actually starts their day with their wife or their lover or whoever says, you know, I got to tell you, pass me that orange juice. And and can you you grab that coffee for me? Thank you. So I'm going to make you some waffles. Listen. You know what? Today, I think you know we should we should just spend some time talking about the Raptors and their GM. Who, in their right Pharrell in mind, talks about the GM of their basketball team ever? Like, I don't give two shacks about the GM of any team in the league. I mean, I'm I'm honest. I just want to watch players play. I want to I want to watch games. I want to bet on them. I don't care about the GM or the front office or the, you know, the PR director or the head of sales or the marketing chief or the COO or the CMO. Like, who gives a rat's ass? I mean, listen to you. Our, you know, our GM just doesn't get the accolades that others. Sam Presti, like Sam Presti. When I heard that tonight, I almost fell over. Who? <laughs> how many people know who that is? Like two? <laughs> two people in the world know who that is? Shut up. Honestly, you should listen to yourselves. I mean, I'm not even making this stuff up. Am I, Mafia? Am I? I'm not even overreacting. I am a, I'm reacting exactly how I should after hearing the people crying about their GM doesn't get any respect. That is the funniest thing I've heard on this show in six months. Right, usually the only time you're talking about a GM right now is when they suck and they screw things up and you're mad at them and you want them gone. Right before the season, you're not worried about the damn GM. And you, I think you can talk you about won the, the championship. Respect. This guy was talked about getting offered like a piece of ownership and $10 million from the Wizards to try to steal him away. You're going to say people don't respect him? Come That's on. That's so funny. I mean, you guys, really, I, it's embarrassing. I, I don't know how I heard 
you, you don't represent everyone in Toronto and Ottawa, thank God. But I love you, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not being mean to you. I just think that, that your your thought process about this is, is really bizarre. I, I just don't get it. Like, if I won the championship, like, just so you know, here's what happened. When the Penguins won the championship, I was like, this is awesome. Then they won it again. Then I started feeling like a porn star. You know, when you win back-to-back, you're like, I'm a badass. <laughs> Everyone can look at me. I'm, I got the Stanley Cup back-to-back years. You know what I mean? You win, you're like, I, I'm the man. I got it all. The last thing I'm worried about, do you think I think about Jim Rutherford all day? Honestly, I met the guy. He treated me like a ghost. You were there, weren't you, Mavi? Nice to meet you. I was in Vegas, yeah. Well, nice to meet you. Hey, you've been incredible. Brilliant job. Way to go. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Your career's been brilliant. Nice to meet you. Like, you know, just... These GMs are all a bunch of fuddy-duddies. They're nerds and dorks. Trust me. I want to watch games. I don't care about some guy in his suit running the team. I really don't. Most of them are tools to begin with. Robert in Maryland, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, can I close out the night with a yingling off tap, uh, Scotty? Absolutely. Get him a yingling. Well, thank you, and I'm feeling good about where the Ravens sit after six games. Still not convinced. I want to see them get to it against the good teams. And my concern still is on the Steelers, maybe out of habit. Uh, did their performance against San Diego give you any hope over there in Steeler Nation? Well, I mean, I you know I think one of the the hope factors is that your lead is a couple games, and that they're tied with the Browns, and uh, they haven't played them yet. So uh, I know that uh, the Steelers have. I thought they blew the Niner game. Uh, you have five turnovers. You got to win the game, and then uh, and then they beat the Chargers. So I think that they have, uh, you know, had a couple a, a really close game. They should have won, and they could actually be uh, even better than two and four. I think that you know, they they have uh, blown opportunities, but they looked a lot better. I don't think they're actually going anywhere, but that division is not won yet, and so I think you're smart to be like. I'm not completely sold on the Ravens, and I think that's because their defense has some serious question marks, and I think that uh, Lamar Jackson has done a really good job. He's been very exciting. He had the 250 and a buck 50, whatever it was, the other day. Um, the guy's incredible, passing, running, and doing it all, and everybody says he sucks, and you know he can't throw the ball, and it's just not true, but... I don't like his throws downfield that much. I like his little dink passes. I think those work. I got no problem with, with throwing underneath and, and moving the ball in short spurts, five, ten-yard clips. I got no problem with that. I think, they're, I think they're the best team in the division, but I think that there's a long way to go. There's still ten games left. So, uh, you know, sealing up divisions and sealing up playoff spots now is a, a real dangerous way to make a living. You know what I mean? You just... Nothing has been decided at all in the NFL. I mean, my God, we've—they most teams haven't even played two division games. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, calm down. One week at a time. I mean, honest. We're just playing one at a time, Mike. We're just That's trying. What I'm doing. One week at a time. We're just staying focused on what's in front of us. We can't look two weeks down the road. We're very busy. But I got to tell you, our GM doesn't get any respect, and uh, there, it's a real problem internationally and globally. And uh, we've had about enough of it here. And we're going to go really hard. We're going to grind. We're going to go hit it hard every day, going to practice and watch the film. And we're going to do our best. And uh, we're worried about Sunday. We're not worried about next Thursday. Okay? That's a game down the road. We'll discuss that when the time's right. But thanks for asking. Dennis in Knoxville. 
Scotty. Hey. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, I had a trivia question for you. I'm not going to ask it because your producer told me to cut it short. Right. So I'll, I'll go this way with it. Uh, Brock Osweiler retiring? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares I mean, honestly, like, and, and we said that too, so I'm glad we've all established that because he was terrible. It's terrible. What the real crime was was not how bad he was. It's how much money he made being as bad as he was. He made a ton of money, and he sucked. That's what's bad. I think people can't absorb that with their dinner. There's nothing worse than a guy fleecing. Like, I think Cousins is the most overpaid player in the NFL, and he's made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's absolutely atrocious in big games. I don't care what anybody says. But this guy, Brock Osweiler, he was so bad he should have to give the money back. And since, uh, you know, good old Dennis decided to try to, you know, throw me under the bus with I told him not to do something you know I did it anyway the, re the reason why I told you not to do it Dennis is because the whole trivia thing doesn't really work with what we're doing here it yeah. bores everybody yeah. okay nobody I, I get it nobody cares though who are the only two teams in the last hundred years to do <sighs> nobody cares we don't do trivia and that's why I did it Dennis and so thank you for telling you know telling everybody I told you not to do it and then you brought it up anyway. Brought it up anyway. So great job because by you, Dennis. We we don't do trivia here. Trivia. We I don't mean, do. Who was the only two teams? Zany radio years? bits. We don't. Nobody. That stuff is snore radio. Yeah, that's tune all, in. Tune in all day long here. Not they they do jeopardy. it all day long this here. This isn't jeopardy. I'm sorry, Dennis. I love you, but honestly, and you come in and you say, I told you not to do it. Of course I told you not to do it. Because nobody cares. They got a bunch of really cool, like, gimmicky stuff all day long you can listen to. All the trivia questions, everything. You got it all. They got names for days of the week and everything else. You can you can get in on all that all day long here. On this show, because I suck so bad, I want to just keep it to, you know, straight jack sports. Not, none of this trivia and all kinds of zany stuff. I don't, you know, I don't get into it. We don't do 50 million clips on the air. I don't do any of that. All right, so. Let everybody get the almanac out and find out who the last couple of teams that in the uh, last hundred what years is this, Jeopardy? connected the dots and did the uh, stop. 855-212-4CBS to get on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So I was watching the uh, Lakers and Warriors game. The uh, Lakers are just absolutely pounding the Warriors tonight. 101-68 in the third. And, I mean, they're killing them. And your boy, uh... Anthony Davis is doing whatever he wants in terms of, you know, on the floor. He's got eight, ten boards, seven dimes, uh, two blocks, a steal. And uh, just so you know, he's played 27 minutes, and he's not even trying. He's not even trying, and he's still doing whatever he wants. He just does whatever he wants. He's actually, like, out there just goofing around. He's, he's literally taking it like, ah, my thumb's okay. I'm fine. I think I'll just... Uh, you know, pass to these young kids and give these young bucks some some love and give them some dimes. And I mean, he's got seven dimes. LeBron's got 18. He quit playing. He's done. Uh, unless I'm mistaken. I think he went out. I, I don't know if he's going to play anymore. But uh, Bradley, Avery Bradley's hit four threes. He's got 18. Uh, Howard, Dwight Howard, 13 and five boards in 11 minutes. That's not bad. And, uh, I think they have Quinn Cook on that team now. And he's he was on, remember he was on the Warriors? He had uh, 16 tonight. That guy can play. So uh, the Warriors uh, didn't really, uh, I don't think, anyway, they, they didn't play Curry, and that, that's all that matters, right? No, no Curry, uh, and we know Thompson's out. So no Curry, no uh, Cauley-Stein, no Looney, 
they went with all these uh, new guy Paschal, the kid from, isn't that his name, from Villanova? And uh, he had four points, so he's not, he didn't do anything tonight. Uh, D'Lo had 23, though. He had a good game. Three threes, eight of 17 from the floor. Uh, three boards, three dimes. Uh, not bad. But they, they're going with, like, Green. Green's got 10. Chris, McKinney, Russell, and Evans. I mean, this lineup looks like some, uh, I don't know, G League team. It's not even normal, so. But as you know, you know that I'm I'm desperate. I love basketball so much. I'll watch, uh, literally, I'll watch, I'll watch fifth graders play basketball. I will. I'll go watch kids play. I don't. I go to everything: high school games, college games, pro games. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough watching it either. Watching it on TV, going live, I don't care what it is. I'll watch preseason. I told you before, I just pretend like it's regular season. I don't. I, when I'm watching this game tonight, I just I don't even know what what day it is. David in Georgia, you're on CBS Sports Radio. That's going for real. Hey, man. Man, you've got your idiots under control tonight. You know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a diehard Clemson fan. All right. I can understand... Clemson dropping to number two because if it wasn't for the one point, North Carolina worked on Clemson. Okay. They won big time over Florida State this week, and they drop again. Do they want Alabama and Clemson to play in the first phase of the championship instead of playing each other at the end of it? What's your opinion on that? So you want to know if they'll play in the semi as opposed to the championship? Oh, I see what I see. What you're saying—they're trying to drop them down so that they meet in the championship and not in the semi. I want—they they want them to play first, so they want Alabama or Clemson to be the—you know—the team to beat. I actually, yeah. Listen, I—I I don't believe that because I think they actually like. Alabama and Clemson playing in the championship game because it's the two best teams in college football. Now, grant you, I will not argue with uh, anyone that wants to, you know, get into a, a shouting match about who the, uh, you know, top four teams are because that's what it boils down to. Who are the top four teams in college football? And I think, in my view, Ohio State is the other one and LSU. Fair enough? And then I would say right on the outside is Oklahoma. And then that's that's mine. And then I would say Wisconsin, you know. And I haven't seen anybody stop them yet. And their defense is the best in the Big Ten, okay. But Ohio State, uh, I you know I'll take that back. I think Ohio State can beat uh, Wisconsin. All right. So maybe they'll play in the Big Ten championship, and we'll find out because those are the two best teams. They're and they're also playing. Wisconsin, Ohio State in late October. So we'll find out who's the best soon enough. Where's that game in Madtown? That game is in uh, Columbus. Ohio State will win the game. So here's the deal. But out of those six teams, like four of them are already playing each other because Alabama and LSU are going to play each other in a couple weeks. Wisconsin and Ohio State are going to play each other in a couple weeks. Right, right, right. So we're going to pick a couple of people off here that are going to end up having a loss. But I don't argue with with any of this stuff. uh, I have a problem with the people who have already – uh, pushed Clemson down. Like, you know, they haven't lost a game yet. I get it. We're an impressive. In the North Carolina game, they could have easily lost. Right. They are the defending national champions, okay? The one team of, you know, high-quality competition, Texas A&M, you want to call it that, you know, they beat them at home earlier in the year. You know that they're going to be there at the end. You know that they can beat any of these other teams when the money's on the table. Right. You know it. So these people who are trying to sell you, 
that Clemson doesn't belong in the same class as Alabama or Ohio State or LSU because they, you know, the ACC sucks this year. That's what they're trying to say. It, the ACC sucked last year, and Clemson whooped everybody's ass right. when it got to the playoff right. time. And they'll do it again this year. You know that they will. So stop trying. They're, they want to get Clemson out of there because they know Clemson will beat them all. All their SEC teams and all that, they know Clemson will beat them all. So that's why they want them out. So they play uh, They play at Louisville this week. They're better than Louisville. Well, the schedule's awful. And then they play BC, Wofford, NC State on the road, Wake, and, and uh, South Carolina. Who just beat Georgia. Now, I'll give you that they beat Georgia in Athens. Fair enough. But that they're arch rivals, and you cannot tell me I will not. I I do not believe that that South Carolina can beat Georgia and Clemson in the same season. And Clemson obviously has been just pounding them for years now. Pounding, them. pounding. South they're gonna Carolina do it again. Years. They will. Uh, you know, strangely enough, Wake has had a really good season, but they can't dance with them either. None they're gonna the they're gonna the find ACC. out the hard way. And then NC State and Raleigh, that's not gonna matter either. I mean, honestly, they're not, they're not losing another game. They will win the ACC championship game. They will be in the college football playoff, and they will play Alabama again. Their at some chance point. to lose was North Carolina had the ball at the end and went for it and failed. That's it. That's all I know. North Carolina had them. Let it slip through their fingers. They will not lose a game. I mean, I don't see it. I just don't see it. So you put Florida State in front of them, they beat their ass. They're going to do the same thing to Louisville. It'll be the same score, no 50, to, 50 to 20 or something like that. That'll be that. Cal in Seattle. Hey, Burrell. Hey. Hey, uh, I just got two quick questions. I'll take my answer off the air on both of them. Number one, uh, do you think Nebraska and Maryland will ever be relevant in the Big Ten? Will Illinois ever be relevant again in the Big Ten? And do you think uh, after Tony Sanchez gets fired in Vegas, they might have a chance to uh, lure Brian Harson? From Boise State, I'll take my answer off the air. Thank well, you. Well, I mean, I suppose that uh, that's uh, that could be, but I don't think he'll leave Boise for UNLV. I hate to say it, but Boise's just a way better football program, hands down, no questions asked. And then, as far as uh, Maryland and Nebraska, I think Nebraska has a chance one day to uh, to be good again in college football and in the Big Ten, way before Rutgers or Maryland. Okay. I believe that Maryland is a basketball school, okay? So that's that. And what was the other question? Does anybody remember? Illinois. Oh, Illinois. Of course Illinois could be relevant again. I mean, I don't feel like uh, they recruit the same type of athletes that uh, you're getting at, you know, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan. They kill them. I think their problem is recruiting, and I think they have not done a good enough job, it would appear to me, of getting every single kid in the state of Illinois to go to Illinois. They're all going other places because, you know, these kids that grow up around Chicago or whatever uh, that are really good football players, because they got a million great uh, high school football teams in Chicago, just like every big city, right? There's a lot of good football players. And where do they go? They don't go to Illinois. They get the hell out of there. They want to go to Notre Dame or they want to go to, you know, Penn State. They want to go to Michigan. They Honestly, they do. They want to go to Wisconsin. They want to go to uh, Oregon. They want to go to Washington. They want to go to Oklahoma. They want to go to Florida State, Miami. Uh, they do. And Clemson. That's it. They, they really do. And a lot of them would even want to go to South Carolina. You know, you get in the SEC, play at Auburn, play at any of the LSU, Mississippi State. All those schools do better than Illinois. When it comes to getting kids to go there, 
I think Lovey Smith's biggest problem is trying to get kids to stay at Illinois and stay home, stay in the state, and play in Champaign-Urbana. That's the problem. Nobody wants to go there. They're like, they suck. They don't play on national television, but once or twice a year, and, and usually when they're on national television, at noon on a Saturday on ESPN, that's it. You never see them on network television ever playing in a big game ever because no one wants to go there. I don't want to cash everybody's parade and, and you know, spit in your booze, but that's exactly what's going on. No kid wants to go there because they want to go somewhere where they can matter and make it into the NFL and get paid. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Four straight really solid weeks in college football betting. I mean, and we started off this week with a bang, with a nice little cover tonight with Troy laying the 17. They covered. They won, uh, like, whatever, 37-13. They covered uh, in their game tonight against South Alabama. Tomorrow night we got uh, UCLA and Stanford, a couple others, and then uh, Chiefs-Broncos, so there's a lot of action, plus ALCS game four in the boogie-down Bronx at baseball's home office. So get on PharrellOnTheBench.com for all the action and everything. Football, college pro, all the picks are posted for football this week. Every game, they're all ranked. Get them while they're hot. Plus, you get everything else. Hockey, boxing, MMA, basketball next week starts for uh, good. PharrellOnTheBench.com rules every day, every play, everything on the board. Big changes coming to the site in November. You're going to love it. It's better for you and bigger than ever. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk just for a second about uh, Kyle Shanahan. Did you see his comments about uh, playing the Redskins? Took a couple whacks at them, right? He sure did. And he said, uh, I thought it was great. He said, what was his favorite part of his time in Washington? He said, being able to work with my dad and being around some other good coaches. And then the worst part, he said, quote, everything else, end quote. I think that summed it up. He said, he also liked working with a lot of the players. Uh, that was a while ago. I've been in three different buildings since. My dad retired. He's good. We've accepted uh, what you know we had to uh, deal with there and, and moved on. And we'll watch other people uh, deal with it, which is a nice way of saying they are the most screwed up pro football franchise out there. They really are with this guy, Snyder and Allen. And they love each other, so they're perfect for one another. How funny is that power tree that those two are so uh, made for each other and that he won't get rid of Allen. Allen's a joke. And then he's he's even worse, the owner. Meanwhile, he's some billionaire. You know, uh, it's so funny. The billionaire with the, you know the yacht and everything else. And then he, his football team's just an atrocity. So uh, how funny is it when all these people say Gruden just left there and he can't? He's not saying anything nice about it either. He said it was a nightmare. Everyone that works there says it's a nightmare. Now I'll give him this: the Nationals are in the World Series and the Capitals are still good. The Wizards are. Pretty bad. I mean, all things being equal, right? Since John Wall went down and the Redskins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, as in an organization that had such a great history, right, of championships, they have, ever since that guy has owned this team, they have been a laughingstock. And that's just all there is to it. So I think it's great when people slam him. And he says, I could care less. I've moved on in my life in many other ways, and I think my family also has. I think it's pretty easy not to make it personal. The guys who get personal with it don't play in the game. It's not an issue. We've got our team coming to play their team. We're looking forward to it. He said that, you know, uh, and I agree with this. This is the most important thing he said. He said, I just learned that it's very important to work with people that have the same intentions and you want to go in the same direction. 
Football is a very tough game. No matter how close you are with people, there's adversity that faces everyone. And when you lose one game, two in a row, you know what's going to be written and what's going to be said. And if people live off of that type of stuff, it's very hard to survive and get through any tough times. I couldn't agree with that more, like wholeheartedly. You have to have, I think, in any operation, any gig, any job, any show, any team, any business, anywhere, you have to have, in my view, seriously, people on the same page. You all got to have, like, at least some form of, of direction of wanting to go in the same direction. You know, we're all in this together. Let's go. On any team, I think it has to be that way. It Absolutely, there has to be, you know, continuity. There has to be uh, togetherness, and there has to be a goal and a drive, and everybody pointed in the same direction. If you, listen, I'm telling you, these guys like Antonio Brown and Ramsey, all these guys, that, that's the exact opposite of what you need. You got a guy like that, and every you get one in every bunch, right? There's always a bad apple, and they ruin the whole thing. I mean, the Raiders, they were going to have a really great season, I think, with Brown. I really do think that he was going to light it up for Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr can throw the football, right? And he's he's been very uh, successful with his completion percentage and everything else this year already without him, right? Imagine if he had him. The guy is a stud, right? But he's such a D, that he he ruined the whole thing. One guy. One guy ruined the whole thing. So what did they do? They got rid of him and they moved on. And they're and they're I believe all in the same, you know, direction now. They're all on the same page. And they know the goal and they go out and work. And then if you're gonna sit and let people that slam you or write bad about you or talk bad about you get to you, then you're never gonna go anywhere. You're never going to matter in sports if all you do is worry about what people say about you on uh, the radio, on television, or on social media. I mean, if you sit there and, and read that Twitter all day, you, uh, you're literally, it's like smoking crack is what it is. It's absolutely crack. Is there anything funnier than when uh, your iPhone tells you how long you spend every week on your phone to embarrass you even further to show you that you have no life? You have no life when you spend 6, 10, 12 hours a day on a phone. Honestly, you got to be, you, there's got to be something wrong with you. And you know what's really bizarre is that everyone does it. There's like 100% of, of our country is obsessed with these phones, right? That's all people do. I mean, have you ever noticed, just go, go to a game or go to anywhere, public place or whatever. Walk down the street in New York, you'll have seven people smash into you. Uh, just walking, looking at their phone. They don't look where they're walking. They just walk right. They walk around looking at their phone, and they get hit by cars. They do, and then they run into people. Go to a sporting event. No one's watching the game. They're all on their phones. Turn on the TV. Watch sports. Everyone's on their phone. At every game, there's no one watching the game. No one. They're all watching their phones. My kids are so obsessed with their phones, I don't even think they know who I am. I mean, you know what I mean? So I think you have to get everybody on the same page when you're, you know, doing the whole sports thing in a team or any kind of job or business. You know, your goals have to kind of, I believe, be in the same uh, kind of vicinity and direction. Greg and Charlotte. Hey, Scotty, pour me a B-52. Wow, that's a strong effort right there by you. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, we love the show here in Charlotte. Listen, real quick, I'm, I'm just looking around the league. I'm so sick of hearing about Hair Gel McFay at the Rams. I'm so sick of that. I said, get, him, get him off television. I'm sick of it. Two, I'm sick of, you know, this pass interference, no pass interference. I mean, the Packers game, I thought, I mean, we were in a group of us sitting around just watching the game. If, you're, if you love football, you, you just it breaks your heart. I mean, you just look at this game. It's slipping away. The refs are just 
destroying. I want to hear your comments on that on those two topics. There, appreciate well, I listen. I, I agree with you that um, <laughs> there's something clearly wrong uh, with, in my opinion, the NFL and pass interference. Okay, let's just start with that. Okay, I'm not going to get into the, I mean, the, the illegal procedures, the holdings, the, because remember, do you remember in like week three, they were saying there's too many holding calls, so we're going to chill out. And then like in week four, they just let everybody do whatever they wanted on the field, and there was like 35% less flags thrown. It's because Goodell and his minions and Troy Vincent told every team, said, uh, they told every, you know, ref team, these refs that work together, these units, they told him, stop throwing all the flags on holding this week. And they let him get away with murder, right? So what they haven't done, in my opinion, this is just a, this is my thought, my train of thought. I don't have any uh, evidence like, you know, like some investigative report or anything. But you cannot tell me, you cannot sell me or tell me that there's not a problem with pass interference in this league. And that not only that, but the fact that they made, had the audacity and the gall to have a rule change. Do you remember when they said, we're, we're going to let you review pass interference calls because of the call in New Orleans, right? And what have they done with that? That is so backward-assed and, and effed up. It is so screwed up that that pass interference, reviewable pass interference, what is it, 1 in 21? One of them, literally one pass interference has been reversed in the entire season. Is that not the, uh, the worst evidence yet that they have a problem? They won't even reverse bad calls that they know are wrong because they're, they're never wrong until the day after. Have you ever noticed? They're never wrong the day of the game. They're wrong the day after. They'll admit it a day later and say, sorry, here's a piece of butterscotch candy for you. Now screw off. Because they don't change a thing. The league has not done anything, in my view, to, to deal with the pass interference problem. Did you see the guy the other night just maul that lion guy on that pass uh, late in the game? I mean, it was the one. <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as the one in the Patriots game with the Giants. That was worse. In my opinion, that was worse. And, and neither one of them got called. Do you remember when uh, Sherman or whatever it was, Shermer, he threw the flag. He said, I want to review it. And there, there was, they, they never reverse anything. They, they're never, they never are, are wrong. And then the other thing, I keep saying it over and over 50 million times. It's because it's the geriatric society. It is literally the oldest cobweb bunch of old men with bad knees and hips running around chasing the play. They're 15 to 20 yards behind every play. They're always out of position. They're always in the way. They are always screwing up the games. Every night, all you have to do is watch every Sunday, Saturday even. I mean, I've said this before. College is better than pro. I think the college refs are better. They're younger and I think the games are better. I don't, you know, I don't see a flag on every play in college football. I see a flag on almost every other play in NFL. It's like every other play. When is the last time you saw a game with like less than 10 penalties? I mean, every game has 20 to 30 penalties called. On each team. It's the most embarrassing thing ever. It has made watching the NFL almost unbearable. Now, people will say, oh, you're crazy. There's 16 million people watching the NFL. I am telling you the truth. On Sunday, I was so mad watching the games, I turned it off, and I just didn't watch. Not one minute of it. After I was literally in the third quarter of the 1 o'clock games, and it was so bad. The refs were so bad, and I thought so corrupt, and it was so aggravating and maddening. I was cussing. And I was literally, I think, on the verge of a heart attack. I was so mad watching football. I was so angry and screaming and cussing and yelling. And my family's looking at me like, what's wrong with you, dude? And I was like, just leave. Get out of here. 
And then I, I thought to myself, you know what? It's me. It's not. It's it's not them. It's me. I'm the problem. I can't watch it because it's unwatchable because the refs suck so bad. I can't take it anymore. I can't take watching the games because they're so corrupt. They're so corrupt. It is absolute corruption in the highest order. I can't even take it. So I turned it off. I told you, and I watched uh, Netflix for six hours straight. I just can't even do it because it's so awful. And I don't care what you think either because you know I'm right. It's true. Watch a game. You'll drive you nuts. I mean, it's like being in an insane asylum in in a flak jacket trying to deal with these crappy old men refs in the NFL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 